That segment was brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First off, it's free. There's also creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast just as great as this in one place. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right. The boys are back in town. I never left, but Brady left and Brez is back in River Forest. Not that he left either, but now he's back again. Uh, We got a lot on the agenda tonight. Um, The draft, of course, happened, but we're not going to spend an eternity talking about the draft because everybody's talking about the draft. Thank you for coming back and welcome back to the Washed Up Podcast. Pretty baby, yeah, you look so good to me. So, um, the Bears draft a tight end, and Brady, I know <laughs> Brady, I know you're now a Bucks fan, and I'm happy for you and everything. But a tight end, we sign a tight end. We have 42 tight ends on our roster. Do we like it? Do we hate it? Are we indifferent? I hate it. I'm not even like like you just said. I'm a Bucks fan. I was actually born a Bucks fan. I was born in Tampa Bay. If you didn't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I, I mean, I love Notre Dame, so like I like to see a Notre Dame kid get drafted. But it didn't make any fucking sense. This whole draft didn't make much sense, but that was mind-boggling to me. Yeah, I don't know All if right. it was. Uh, I don't know if it was just the setup of virtual that really threw everything off. But I yeah. agree with you, Brady. Not a single pick besides one and two. And, well, the top five all kind of made sense. Yeah. But once you got down to, like, okay, the average person who doesn't watch much football, like, you don't know any players past, like, the top five and then a couple random receivers. It just right. didn't make sense for the teams drafting the positions they did. Yeah. I mean, like, the Bears, what was their need? What was the – everybody said that they needed to get this. It was a safety. Yeah. And – when did they end up taking a safety? Brez? Well, going to that, I wanted them to pick Del Pitt over Komet. Um, and Del Pitt ended up going to pick after we took Cole Komet. But slight tangent. The reason I like the Cole Komet pick, the Bears have 10 tight ends on their roster, but all of them were just former basketball players, and they were trying to gamble on finding the next Antonio Gates. And – Cole Komet is pretty much already a better blocker than Jimmy Graham ever was. So if Jimmy Graham can teach Cole Komet like his route tree and how to basically dominate as a receiver at the tight end position, I think he could end up being a smash pick for the Bears. Not to mention that he's kind of a hometown kid. I think he was from like the northern suburbs. So he grew he up the a same Bear fan. Oh, our, really? They were in Naz's conference, yeah. Yeah, okay. So he is like a he's a true and true Chicago kid. Um I I would have liked them getting Del Pitt over him, but I, I was satisfied with the pick. 
we didn't get a safety, but there are still plenty of safeties still on the free agency market. Like Clinton Dix, I don't uh, did he get signed? Yeah, he's on the Cowboys. Okay, that's right. Um, but still, there are tons of safeties available on the market. I mean, our needed cornerback is more pressing than it would be at safety because a CB two is more valuable than a strong safety in terms of any NFL front office. So, I mean, what was the name of the guy that we got? in the second round because like he was actually what was his name jalen johnson yeah he is actually a beast he was a steal of a pick yeah um i mean i looked up uh of course once the bears posted him on all social medias i gave him a quick look through and dude looks like a monster and apparently it was crazy that he fell that far but yeah like i don't get I just don't understand the Bears' mentality through the offseason before the draft. Like, it doesn't make sense to sign Jimmy Graham and then draft a tight end. That was, like, my biggest thing. I was like, okay, so we signed Jimmy Graham post-prime, sure. Just a classic (laughs) Bears move. But then you go ahead and draft a tight – like, it, it just doesn't make sense in my head. And I know that I'm not the biggest NFL guy and I don't have the biggest NFL brain. But for me, I was just baffled. Cool, because I hope the dude's entertaining to watch. And cool, he's from Chicago. But I, again, I just don't get it. I agree. But didn't they release Burton and Shaheen? Yeah, well, they haven't released Shaheen yet. But he is literally more... There is like a hot bag of dog shit more valuable than Adam Shaheen. The <laughs> no, I know. And he was like a second round pick, wasn't he? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, oh my God, swing and a miss. Like George Kittle was in the same draft as Adam Shaheen and went like a hundred picks later. Wasn't Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes in the same draft as Trubisky? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. I, didn't, I, I, I don't even know who like those guys are. That. They don't even exist. I don't, I don't think those guys are very talented. I think the Are Bears went out on a limb because the Packers just gave them an opening to do whatever they wanted because their first pick was fucking outrageous. Okay, but the thing about that pick, in the moment, I was like, oh, fucking of course they're going to get another quarterback and just be dominant at that position for the entirety of the time that I am alive. But now looking, <laughs> but now looking back on it, yeah, you kind of just fucked Aaron Rodgers. You didn't give him anything on the offensive side until the fourth round. The fact that yeah. they made they traded their second and third round picks to trade up for that made me moister than an oyster because it just pisses off Aaron Rodgers even more. Yeah, you know I mean, you like, don't want to see him pissed off. I do want to see him pissed off because it means no, he's because right off after Mac, right after Mac, like went and hit the ball out of his hands when he was on the ground week one, he just went off from there, and then. Okay, they he had one pass, and it was because HaHa Clinton Dix fucked up. The no, there was not one pass that won the game. Right after that, he made, he had like three unbelievable drives. I can't stand him just as much as you, but that's a guy you don't want to piss off. I want to piss him off so much that he wants to come to the Bears, and that seems. And like- I think that the Packers did that because last year, it like, just seemed like he didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe there's trouble in paradise between Matt Lefleur and uh, Lefleur, Chris and, uh, what's it called, and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean it'd be pretty cool if it's hilarious that Mike Wilbon comes out and says that he believes Aaron Rodgers, out of just pure spite and pettiness, will then come to the Bears. Which, I mean, 
I'd welcome him with arms. Like I said from the beginning, I will support any quarterback that goes behind center come the first game of the year and any game after that. But I don't think Aaron Rodgers is ever going to put on a bear uniform. I mean, he is the pettiest player in the NFL by like a million. There was some talk about that love kid moving down from where they initially thought that, that he might go before Herbert. So they also might have traded up to get him and just use him as trade bait. Yeah, agreed. But, like, the thing about, like, that he was going to fall or that people had him falling down the board, none of those guys have to have – none of those guys have, like, the repertoire of being, like, more than 80% correct. Like, Mel Kuyper, yeah. I would love to see the XL file that is his picks and if any of them panned out. You know, like yeah, he's he been right top one ten. through six. Yeah, but, yeah, but I mean, everyone like this past draft, everyone in the world knew who was going one two. So yeah, of course cool. you're going to have some like one through fives if you're actually paying attention and watching the whole thing and you're well researched and everything. But Mel Kiper's like next top available when it's round two, pick fifty. Like, there's no shot yeah. you actually know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I could do that. I could be wrong 50% of the time. <laughs> That's why I wanted to be a, uh, a meteorologist. Tom Skilling. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, why they put hot women out there to do it. Uh, it might rain, but it also <laughs> might get a little chilly. Yeah. This I is mean, the they're going to be wrong. Girl. The map's going to be wrong all the time, but people are going to keep coming back and watch if there's an attractive person on the stream. Uh, yeah. That's true. Tom Skilling's pretty hot, too. I agree. You've seen that guy? Yeah. He is a silver fox. <laughs> That's my lifelong dream is to become a silver fox before I lose my hair. That would be fucking awesome. But so, um, so the Bears posted a story, or not a story, they posted an Instagram with a little uh, selfie video from each draft pick. And I'm not going to lie, I got really excited because those guys seem to be excited. And I'm yeah. looking forward to a great year if and when it starts and all this stuff because the whole world is in shambles. But to reiterate the point, the draft this year just did not make any sense. Yeah, somebody needs to give Roger Goodell some blow or something. Yeah, dude. Fewer <laughs> people more robotic than that guy. Yeah, I he has get- a personality of a rock. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Cause you you gotta sit down every once in a while, but it's not like the picks are happening right after one another. It's like sit down for the ten minutes and then stand yeah. up for the five seconds. It's yeah. not that big of a deal. But he like had to address the fact that he had sat down. He was like, Oh, now that it's round three, uh might need to get a seat and get a little more comfortable. And then he starts stuttering over f- what fucking round it is. It's like Rehearse yeah, a little bit. And you know? when he was would turn around and go to the screen and try and get everybody pumped up, which I'm sure is really hard because it's through VR, but it was just fucking hilarious because it was so bad. He's like, oh, come on. Yeah, let's do it. Like so <laughs> soft. And like, yeah. These people don't like you in the first place. Yeah. Stand up, Philadelphia. Stand <laughs> yeah, up. Just get like excited. That. Yeah, that was perfect. Yeah, you think anyone from Philadelphia is getting up off their couch when Roger Goodell tells them to? Probably well, they might be when they draft Jalen Hurts the second round. I yeah, fucking, I there fucking were baseball hope. bats going through TV screens in Philly. I can tell you that. 
Yeah, I hope he's so yeah. good. I want him to be good so bad. Because maybe they'll trade Carson Wentz. Eh, maybe. Um, but yeah, so the virtual draft was weird. Everything was fucked up. But we look forward to a, ne- a new season, and we look forward to a fun Bears team to watch. And in Brady's case, we look forward to a fun Bucks team to watch. Tristan Wirfs, rookie of the year. Sign, seal, no. deliver it. Mail it in. <laughs> um, yes. But now to break a little uh, virtual feeling, I got to see Brez in person today. It was awesome. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, Brez stopped by. Um, It took all the life of me not to give him a big old smooch on the lips. Yeah. (laughs) But we sat in my backyard a little bit. We shot the shit. My mom made him a gin and tonic. It was smoother than silk, too. That shit was top shelf. Yeah. Miss McMahon knows what's up. I was, I was driving home from Michigan doing ninety five. That was pretty fun. Brady, well, well, Brady, while me and Brez were in the backyard, we had an interesting question we wanted to ask you. And since we're on live air, we know you're going to lie, but what is your real full name? Brady Michael Ryan. You're not Bradford. (laughs) No, my name was Bradford. I wouldn't expect any of you to be my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's fair. Oh man. Okay. (laughs) We totally thought we were going to get hit with a curveball, but it's actually just full on Brady. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Then we're all good. Bradford. It checks out. I actually told Brez. You're right though. If my name was Bradford, I would never tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. I would never tell anybody that was my actual name. Yeah. This is going to sound bad, but as Brez brought it up, he was like, uh, is his name like maybe not Brady? And I was like, I don't know, but if it, but if it isn't, I'm, I'm going to have to real reevaluate some friendships. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Right. I can't be tied down with a Bradford. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Agree with you. I wouldn't even feel bad. (laughs) Well, so the majority of this podcast, um, we've been going through some debates, so let's get into it. Adam Sandler had a ridiculous prime, in my opinion, of movies produced. And that prime ranges from 1992 to, my opinion, 2002. And I don't know what you guys think about that, but... That is an absurd. Like that's an absurd amount of time to be so good at something. And yeah, he was in act, out. in actuality, it probably like I threw in 1992 because of like he was up and coming. He didn't have like crazy good movies then. He was on SNL, of course, and all that stuff before. Like that break, crew was the best of all time. Yeah, that crew was outrageous. But like I'd even give him a little further down the line into maybe like. 2005 2006 of just outrageous good content yeah like what i was gonna say is that even after that like even after 2005 like his movies are still really good but the ones before that were just phenomenal and i don't think he's gotten really back to that level with his new movies after 2005 other than one that i have on my top five that i'm gonna go over all right so start with number one brady on your list well, my number one is Big Daddy for sure. I mean, it hits you in the feels. Who the hell wouldn't want to be named Frankenstein? <laughs> 57 packets of ketchup doesn't sound so bad. Uh, <laughs> kids and adults can both enjoy it too. 
but I also wrote down after every one what the Rotten Tomatoes score, and it was a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes, and I've never felt more attacked in my life by Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten, oh, my God. Rotten Tomatoes. Riot. Rotten Tomatoes is rigged. Wait, wait till you hear the rest of them. Have you, have you not heard the, like, conspiracy theory? Like, it's not a conspiracy because it's not fucking crazy, but Rotten Tomatoes is run by, like, a different um, set of ears. Like, they rank things specifically towards whoever owns them and i'm spacing i should have researched this a little bit more but i forget who owns them but yeah they don't they're not fair scores yeah they suck yeah that's a hot load of malarkey if i've ever heard it but I, <laughs> big daddy was the first movie that ever made me cry <laughs> i respect that brez what's your is your number one also big daddy no, it is not. My number one is Happy Gilmore. I mean, it's an all-time classic. Okay, you and me have the same number ones, so let's check that off. Hell yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, what can you not like about Happy Gilmore? Like, I know. The whole thing, and just like just from the jump, when he's taking baseballs to the chest from like <laughs> that thing, getting ready for hockey tryouts. 360 more days of hockey season. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, it's quotable to this day. And no, then the best ben part Stiller, about that scene also is that the little kid gets in there after him and starts getting hit with the baseballs, <laughs> <Yeah>. too. <laughs> he ta- he takes, I totally forgot about that. He takes one to the dome and falls over. Yeah, right. That's right. But I agree with you, Brez. Happy Gilmore's at the top of mind because it's just something like no matter when it's on, no matter what time of the day is, like I will turn it on and no matter where it is in the movie, I'll watch, know exactly what's going on and just be just as excited to sit down for it as I am from the start the first time I watched it. <laughs> so Happy Gilmore's my top one. Brez knocked it out of the park with a first pick one. Um Brady, I agree with you, but my um, Big Daddy's a little further down my list, so I'll let you rock with Numero Dos. Uh, two is Billy Madison. Ooh, Fuck. Madison number, number two. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, the reason two? it's number two wait, is because... Wait, do we all I, have, wait, hold on. Do we all have Billy Madison at two? Yep. <laughs> oh, that's, that's fucking awesome. awesome. <laughs> that's fucking great. Well, my reasoning for it was that it's just all around fucking hysterical great cast like all of sandler movies really like that's one absolute pro for him is that all his movies have a great cast yeah uh, i was young when i first saw it so veronica vaughn is our is outrageously hot <laughs> that veronica and, um, vaughn is one that was another piece of ace <laughs> Sorry, I just interrupted on one of the best lines in yeah. history. But I know a guy. Um, <laughs> me and her. <laughs> but you, but you could imagine what it'd be like, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that also got forty percent Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, this is a conspiracy now. Yeah. Well, wait till you hear the next one. Just, just wait it out. All right. So we all had Billy Madison, and I agree because. The craziest thing, once you get into, like, the bar scene and, like, it's just you and a couple buddies out, Adam Sandler quotes can keep us occupied for hours. It could be the entire night. Brady, I don't know if you remember this, but when the Pushies, RIP, were taken out of Madison Street, we all were in there, like, the day after, and we were all sitting around the bar and we were talking like, what do, what do we do? Like we started betting on like heads or tails on a quarter. Yeah. And then 
then Phil just walks over and like quotes an Adam Sandler movie and JMO hops right in with the next one. And for the, like, I think I lost sight of what was going on for like three yeah. hours. We just started rifling off Adam Sandler movies and like quotes and from all it. I remember hearing after that was last call. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. Like it was, it was absurd. Like I, we went into this like Adam Sandler wormhole. It's unbelievable because there are so many quotable movies. There's so many quotable lines and everything hits every time. Like, any, so relatable. Anyone could tell me an Adam Sandler quote at any time. And actually, I'm going to put this out there right now because I doubt any of our friends are listening or anybody who has my number is listening. <laughs> if you send me, if you've gotten this far in the podcast and you send me a quote from Eddie Adam Sandler movie, I will Venmo you $5. <laughs> Listen, I will back that up. Listen to the podcast you send me. If you have my number, send me or an Adam Sandler. Yeah, if you have mine or Brez's number, Brady, you want to get under this? You can lower the no. value. You can no, lower, I don't. <laughs> you, can, you can lower the value to like 50 cents if you want. Um, okay, that's fine. I'm in. Okay, so if you have any of our numbers and you're, you've made it this far, send me any quote of Adam Sandler in a movie that has been mentioned throughout this. And I will Venmo you five dollars. No questions asked. I won't even respond to the text. You'll just get a request. You'll just get a five dollar Venmo. Because I honestly don't think anybody listens to the whole thing. Um, so it'll show the true colors. My bank account might take a huge hit after this, or it'll fucking ten dollars. Like I don't. It's outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm leaving mine at fifty cents, so they have to send me ten quotes. Yeah. I love that. And then you get $5. Quick math. And I get 10 laughs. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like it will make my day and then I'll be like, yeah, that was worth $5. Right. That's true. So we all had Billy Madison too. Um, Brady, you've gotten to start each round. So, Brad, how about you give us numero trace? Little Nicky. <laughs> I love yes. that so much in middle school. And oh my god, I popped my first stiffy when that dude got the boobs <laughs> in the head, like cursed by the devil. I was like, oh my god, that's what a titty looks like. It, yeah. was, it was awesome. Oh my I would god. Watch that movie every time like my cousin Jack would come in from like Glen Allen or Lake Forest or wherever he was from. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and we would always watch that movie. And he's like, I'm from the South, the <laughs> deep South. And he's just like, the only reason his mouth was to the side of his mouth or like the mouth was to the side of his face is because he got hit with a shovel super hard with a shovel. <laughs> for cash, yes. Yeah. Also, hey, another of excellence from that movie was the featuring of Limp Biscuit throughout the film. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Limp How much money Biscuit? do you think – Popeyes made. After oh my that, god! Do you think like it made a big deal or maybe not? Oh, they definitely were a sponsor in that. They def they had Popeyes to make so much. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like an eight piece. Yeah, when he spins the record backwards and it's like, <laughs> I will eat the blood of the innocent. <laughs> <laughs> and his neck starts going around in a circle. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! Top shelf film. Yeah, fucking outrageous. Kind of a touchy subject because Ozzy Osbourne eats a bat, though. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Yikes. Topically relevant. Yeah. Thank you, coronavirus. Um, 
So I uh, I did mine as just previously stated on most quotable. So little Nikki was going to be an honorable mention just to hear um, Brez's grade school of fiction <laughs> with that movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was going to be brought up at the end for me if it didn't get said, but I'm so glad Brez said it because I just have a vivid memory in grade school of Brez just going quote for quote with that movie yeah, for the longest time. I could time. see that. I could dictate that whole fucking movie, dude. Yeah. Um, but numero trace for me in uh, terms of quotability and just always fun to watch is Waterboy. That's yeah, that's, that's I have movie. that next at four. You have that at four? Yeah. yeah. Waterboy is spectacular. And the scene that always sticks out to me is just the fucking special teams coach when the field goal kick is in the air and he's just fucking rubbing his nipple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking die every time and I know exactly what's fucking coming. And, dude, that movie is just the epitome of quotability. It's you want to guess the Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, 32. 30. 35. 35. That is a sin punishable by stoning in some countries. Yeah, my favorite part of that movie is when they're when he's in class and he goes, no, you're wrong, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> and then he goes and fucking tackles him. <laughs> my favorite is the fucking songs he makes up for why water's so good. Oh, yeah. And water sucks. It really, it really, really sucks. Really sucks. <laughs> Gatorade H2O. <laughs> it fucking cracks me up every time. And his girlfriend is a fucking psychopath. Vicky Valancourt. Vicky Valancourt. Fox though. Yeah. yeah, she was. She was like the hey, weird hot. Uh, yeah. You you guys you guys remember when 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 he came back to Wonder Woman Bowl? <laughs> when when Bobby Boucher came back at halftime. And the mud dogs won the bourbon bowl? I fucking. love Vicky. And she showed me her boobies. I like <laughs> them too. <laughs> Talk about it. Says all these alligators are so angry because they got all them teeth and no toothbrush. No toothbrush. <laughs> yeah. Talk about something that made you tear up. When Billy, when he fucking, I, I'm getting all the characters mixed up. But when Bobby walks in the locker room, I'd be lying if I didn't say I shed a tear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. He comes to save the day. Or when his dad is like, come on, I thought you were on ESPN. You be like Tiger Woods and his dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's your daddy, Roberto. Roberto. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Oh. All right, all right, Brady, what do you got at number three? I have uncut gems. Oh, and wow. I'm going to explain why. I know. I'll hear I you did, out. I didn't blink the whole entire movie, and I'm not kidding. Um, so what if I'm a degenerate gambler and that's maybe why I liked it so much. Um, the mu- the music was amazing. Um, what's his name? The weekends in it. I love him. Yeah. Um, agreed. Well, and like, like I said that I didn't blink the whole movie. Like you, I just had, you had like anxiety, the whole entire movie. The ending was great. And my guy, Kevin Garnett was in it. So I, like, I, I checked all my boxes. Yeah, I agree. Cinematically spectacular. Great movie, great plot, great story. Um, But that did not make my top five for Adam Sandler movies just because of, like, how I grew up with Adam Sandler. Yeah, I totally totally respect that. And, of course, I went by quotability. Um, 
Well, the this is how we win is like probably a top meme of 2020. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. Because if if you gamble and you if you gamble and listen to this podcast, this is how we bounce back. Yeah, yep. this, always this, Saturday parlays. The next game is how we bounce back, and I would be lying. I had the same mentality as him, but it makes you feel better as a degenerate gambler because. I'm not losing that much. Yeah, like your house and everything in your life. Yeah, I'm not getting stuffed in a trunk at my kids' fucking play. Yeah, that's wild. Do you want to guess the Rotten Tomatoes on that? Uh, it's got to be high. 84. Like that was... 92. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. Really, really high. See, that's so Rotten Tomatoes goes towards the cinematic aesthetic, not just yeah. the overall joy that it gives viewers. Well, that's a bunch of malarkey. Yeah, it's a bunch they of malarkey. They say that they're experts in movies, but they don't know movies. They're an expert in film. It's different than movies. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Clearly. Yeah. All right, they so I already said fedoras. my four was Waterboy. So what was your guys' four? Mine was also, wait, was my four Waterboy? Yep, my four was Waterboy as well. Okay, so this is this is where I get down to, like, picking my top five Adam Sandler movies is harder than any fantasy draft that I've ever been in, because I feel yeah. so bad leaving some of these out. But I feel that since, uh, like, it, it, I hate to say it, I I want to put Big Daddy four because it should have gone higher. But since I've already let it go so low, I think I just got to nix it. And I'm going to go with Eight Crazy Nights at four. That's a technical I didn't know that's what that was from. Yeah. Because I've never seen that before. Dude, before I hit puberty, I had that voice down Pat Clifford. I had it down fucking just perfectly. And now it's all like fucking like I'm going through puberty again. It's like, technical foul that's spot on thank yeah, you yeah but isn't it in another movie don't they doesn't he say that in billy madison no when he's at the globetrotters game no he he played whitey duvall in that movie too adam sandler was uh, adam sandler and whitey duvall in that movie i'm pretty sure i haven't seen it you haven't seen eight crazy nights no i hate to admit that oh you bastard um what is my number five uh, yeah this one is controversial but my number five is click get out of <laughs> stop it stop it right now i want to hear your explanation but i ask at the same time i don't even want any part well, of it no. that, that didn't I, even I make my list it's good, well, but that's it's... That's why I just said it's going to be kind of controversial. Okay, go on. What did I say? Oh, my first thing in my notes is, hear me out, okay, in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> I go, that clicker has incredible power, and the number one reason I want it is because 90% of the time I feel like my Sunday scaries are unwarranted. So I'd be able to go back to Saturday night and see that I wasn't that big of an idiot and then not feel anxiety on Sunday. <laughs> that is fair because the amount of times i've woken up like what did i do what did i say to people 
And if I could go the last back, thing and- I said was, I have no regrets, so I would change nothing except for my strategy at Blue Chip. <laughs> That's so fucking spot on. When I lost my life savings, thirty-three yeah. percent on Rotten Tomatoes. A what? Bullshit. I said thirty-three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Bullshit. Outrageous. Oh my god. Click is a number five. I get it because I mean it's it's a good movie, um, but it's also like sad. It makes you fucking just upset. It like of sh- of course it has a happy ending. Like he ends up taking his kids camping or whatever, but like he fucking dies in the street. Like that's not our Adam Sandler. Yeah. Like that's not the Adam. No, Sandler I know. Adam. That's why I kind of wanted to pick it too because it was a little bit of a different one. But I, and I like to be different. Yeah, you do. You do like to be different. You're a good guy. <laughs> Dude, um, so for number five, I have like a crazy toss up. And I'm gonna I'm gonna toss out the ones that I'm contemplating between. Um, uh, because I all think they have a chance. I think it's tied for fifth, but let's talk them out. First off is longest yard. Outrageous. Second one is grown-ups, a little later in Adam Sandler's prime. And the fifth one, I think I'm going to go with this just because Brady went with click and it was a hear me out. My number five, I'm going to go with it, and we're just go with it. Oh, that movie's so good. So good, dude. Dude, I don't even know if I've seen that. You haven't seen that, dude? It's with uh, Adam Sandler and Jennifer, and Jennifer Aniston. They kiss. It's great. It's spectacular. Um, Adam Sandler. Adam <laughs> Sandler. Yeah, Adam Sandler's a plastic surgeon. Jennifer Anderson's his secretary, and they go through this whole thing about like just like getting caught in the trap of lies, and it all leads to like Adam Sandler like trying to impress a girl, but then like blah blah blah, he ends up like. Oh, I actually love Jennifer Anderson this whole time. And how could you not with those pokies, if you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but I did kind of go against my quotability because uh Grown Ups is quotable, Longest Yard is quotable. Just go with it, doesn't really have any standout Adam Sandler quotes, but I thought I'd break the norm and you know, just go with it. Yeah, right. Oh, I pick up what you're putting down, Mr. Guy. Thank you, Mr. Friend. (laughs) Brez, lead us us into the final pick of this Adam Sandler. All right, this one's heavily quotable just because it's got some, like, fire quotes. It's don't mess with the Zohan. This is, like, past the prime. I I want to talk about this movie, but I also want to talk about what you just said leading up to saying that. You said this movie is so quotable because it has some of the most – Fire quotes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. like, yeah, that's what quotable means. Yeah. Gin and tonics are getting to you. <laughs> oh, big time. Big time. We're feeling it. Oh, yeah. But the okay, uh, but yeah, back to the line. The line in the movie, like towards the end, when uh, the guy who's like Adam Sandler's protege. Brez, you broke up. Brez, we can't hear you. Brez, stop talking. <laughs> We can't hear you. Nope. Don't mess with microphone. Oh, good play, man. That was good. I'll edit that out, dude, even though this is terrible radio. That was a sick joke. 
That was a good joke. Now? Now right, we can now we back. Your breaths. Okay. All right. So the line towards the end of the movie when, like, Adam Sandler's protege becomes a hairstylist and he's, like, as eccentric as uh, the Zohan is and everything. And he's, like, just cutting this dude's hair. And he's giving this dude, like, a, a bob cut or something. And the dude looks like a lady. And he's just like, oh, I just want to bleach your nipples and slap you in the face. <laughs> I said that all the time. And people looked at me. It's like, what the? What yeah, is wrong with you? Like, like, if you don't know the context of that movie, it's like, have you not seen Don't Mess With This Ohan? That's so fucking yeah. accurate. It's like, yeah. Otherwise, like, if you said that in public and people didn't know what you were saying, they're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you blame them? <laughs> no, you can't blame them. No, not at all. Because, like, if somebody said, like, that they wanted to bleach my nipples, I would just be like, what are you saying right now? (laughs) But you're not an uncultured swine, and you can catch the reference. Exactly. True. And I need, I always need some fizzy bubblech. Fizzy (laughs) bubblech. Well, fellas, we did it. We talked uh, talked a little fantasy uh, implications of an Adam Sandler draft how much tougher that is than any other draft I've ever been a part of. Um, We're looking forward to an NFL season, right? Um, Hopefully. Brady, do you have any Tampa Bay gear on the way to you? No, because, I mean, they just kind of – they didn't really change anything but take the alarm clock numbers off their jerseys. Yeah. Like, everybody's coming out with new schemes for jerseys, so I don't want to get a jersey and then them come out with a black one. Yeah, and then me not be able to get that. But I also don't know if I want to get just Tom or get a Gronk one too. Yeah, you also jerseys are expensive, dude. Yeah, you, how much am I going to be able to wear it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You don't have any money, so get the knockoff one. I know, but then it comes from China. China, China, China. Oh yeah, but oh, all, you... one other note I wanted to say about Sandler is that like talk about all these movies and how successful they are. Um, his net worth is four hundred and fifty million. What? Who now? His net worth. His net worth is four hundred and fifty million dollars. Adam Sandler. Holy fuck! Do you think that's low or high? I don't know, man. For him, dude, we literally just we just picked fifteen of his top movies and talked about probably twelve other ones while talking about those. Yeah, we did. I respect so. it. That's a good number. I'd take it. I'd take it in a heartbeat. Oh, yes. I'd take one, one eighteenth of it. Yeah. Not doing that. I know it's more than $1 million. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this has been a quick little episode. We're trying to get back on keeping you guys entertained quickly, keeping you focused. Fellas, again, always been real. Hope that soon we can get back to doing this all in the same area. It better oh, better be sooner time. than later because I'm teetering on the edge. Yeah. Well, if you uh, listened all the way through, you know what to do to get $5, maybe even $10. i am capping it, $10 per person. But thank you guys for listening. Again, we'll be back later on with some fresh, new, funky vibes. Catch <laughs> us next time on the Washed Up Podcast. Go Bucks.
Put it and put it, I'm willing and dealing and feeling myself Making a killing, I'm willing and able Burning some bridges and turning the tables I work in these rappers who working for labels Don't give me no favors I let the truth prevail Tooth and nail to the apex Space pills for pesos Off to the races Put the Audi in audio Sailing, sailing smooth Through these south, yeah, slow. Faceless.